Well, good morning to you. Welcome to the program. This is New Life in the Morning. Happy Wednesday to you right here, standing in the middle of the week, right before Christmas. So, uh, hey, take it easy. Just breathe calm. <laughs> I know that feel, that Christmas feeling. It's a good feeling. And then there's also some things you got to kind of check out. Watch out. I'm Lyndon Kaiser. I'm Russ Weitzel. And on the way, we have a special guest this morning. We're glad to have him here with us. We'll give you a little more about who that is. Ooh, it's a tease. But first, want to let you know how you can join us here on the show. All you have to do is call or text us at 540-416-9010. 540-416-9010. We'd love to hear from you. Also, head over to the website and see what we've been talking about, what we are talking about today as it unfolds at WNLR1150.com. Click New Life in the Morning, our show-specific page, where you can uh, see all those stories, places to comment on each story, and also the number at the top, 540-416-9010. And if you are into, I don't know, social media that allows you to say what you actually want to say, you can head over to Truth Social, truthsocial.com, join up, follow us at New Life in the Morning, WNLR. We post show notes there as well. But that about does it for all the ways you can contact us. And please, during the show, if you have questions or comments, uh, feel free to contact us, and uh, you might want to say something to, or ask a question to, rather, our guests here on the show. Call or text 540-416-9010. So, Russ, we have a special guest today. Yes, we do. Excited and I think our, list, our listeners are going to recognize his name. Now, I on our show, we haven't had uh, him come in so far, but we're glad to have him here today. Yes, this is no someone who is uh, not a stranger to the valley, and uh, even beyond. Uh, he is an evangelist. The Lord uses him to spread the gospel throughout the world. He's an author, and uh, he's a public speaker. And of course, that kind of goes hand in hand with the evangelism. But he does speak about other things as well, always pointing back to Christ. His name is Brad Huddleston, and we're going to talk about his brand new book and uh, and his previous books that have led up to this one. Brad, good morning, brother. Good morning, Russ. Good to see you. <laughs> how, Thanks for how, having me. How is it that I look like I've aged 40 years and you look <laughs> still like you're hovering in your upper 30s to lower 40s? I love you. No. <laughs> Absolutely. I want to know what... Lots of plastic surgery. (laughs) Yeah, apparently. I've been ministering out in Beverly Hills. Yeah, I was going to (laughs) say. Now, you should come to the gym with me. Oh, is that... That's the key. Yeah, come to the gym, and then we'll we'll talk about nutrition, because I had a health scare. Uh So I was a tubby fella with some very terrible blood work, and my doctor, who loves me, got on me, and I actually listened to him. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Oh, interesting. Yeah, so I reversed a lot of stuff. (laughs) Great. Well, well, God did, but you yeah, know, I had that, to cooperate. I know. Well, that's true. You have to, to show the acknowledgement of it, uh, admit to it, and you know what? As Christians, often even confess it. All right. I'll um, confess it. I was fat. <laughs> All right. There you go. Are you no, happy now, Russ? No. P-H-A-T. P-H-A-T. 
<laughs> I was just thinking this morning, you remember Fat Albert? The, yes. We, yeah. There were cartoons. You would never get oh, by yeah. with that stuff No, now. no, you oh, would not. But it was no. funny, and, and Albert didn't seem to mind. Yeah, he sure didn't. <laughs> no. He's pretty well-dressed, I got to yeah. say. Yeah, you know, he he danced good, too. I wish I yeah. could dance <laughs> like that. Well, Brad, we uh, got an email from you several months ago mm-hmm. announcing your new book, and but I want to back up a little bit. But we're going to talk about the book, and we're going to talk about how to get access to it, uh, places to purchase it. And uh, I'd like to hear a little bit of the genesis of, of the whole story, of how the Lord led you into taking on social media, the digital world. And, oh, man, how and, timely is this? Yes. Yes. Perfect timing for this. Does, does this go back about ten or twelve years? Fifteen. Fifteen. Okay. Mm, or more. All right. Yeah. What happened was uh, it goes back a long way. When I graduated from college, as the waters were receding, and Noah and I went to college together. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, I remember that. Uh, yeah. <laughs> you remember? <laughs> Don't get me started. Uh, now we, I double majored. So when I went to college. Um, I have a computer science degree, a four-year degree in computer science, and I graduated from Bible college. So on the day I graduated, I went through with all the nerds and got that piece of paper. Then I had to quickly break line and run around with all the holy people and get that one. Mm-hmm. But that was the genesis of the technology part of it and the Jesus part of it. Yes. So to make a long story short, several years later, just, you know, I was on radio, as you know. It's, mm-hmm. a, it's part of mm-hmm. my DNA. Right. Um, I... Uh, was uh, contacted by our youth leader at our church and um, in Harrisonburg, and she showed me some profiles from MySpace. If you remember, that was the predecessor to that's, Facebook. And these right. kids I on there that, that she was showing me were mimicking pornography. They had most of their clothes off, and they were clearly had been watching porn. And they were sexting. They were doing all this stuff. And when I looked, these were kids in our youth group, Goodness. church youth group. Mm-hmm. So she was alarmed. I was upset, shocked, blushing, everything else. So we went to the pastor, and the pastor pretty much said, look, you're the nerd. Why don't you preach about it? Mm-hmm. So I did and did screen captures of what they were doing. And, and it wasn't just our church. When I looked at the other good churches here in the valley that I would go preach at in the Christian schools and public schools, mm-hmm. all of the churches were dealing with it. So under, back then, the parents were pretty clueless, but the kids under the cover of darkness were doing all this stuff. So I exposed it and brought it out into the light. And at that time, I also had a television show on the AZT network. So mm-hmm. I went to the network and said, look, uh, I would like to produce a one-hour special on this there's this social media thing and it's gone off the rails and they they gave me the green light and then everything changed so i wrote a book called the dark side of technology and it caused a lot of trouble for about a year i had nowhere to speak i did one tour with it Mm -hmm. and then Mm -hmm. back then churches had just started to integrate social media projectors into their church and that sort of stuff so i was pretty much blacklisted yeah and i was they weren't ready to hear that right uh, they were upset with me and um (laughs) and it upset parents which as you know if you upset parents then and if they leave church the whole drill here in america you you do everything you can to keep people from leaving Mm -hmm. so um but the lord challenged me you either do what i've called you to do and hang in there or you can go do some positive, positive, positive thing, you know, like everybody else does. Mm-hmm. Not everybody, but you know what I'm saying. Well, right. If you want to go down that path, you have places to speak. So mm. I stayed the course, passed my test, apparently, because now I am so busy, I cannot hardly I, I bet think. you. Yeah. I bet. So that's the genesis. Well, and I'll tell you, it's hardly ever easy to follow the path of the Lord uh, on specifics. Right. Because 
he points out things, pinpoints out things, mm-hmm. and shows them to us. And we say, okay, well, thank you, Lord. And then he goes, I want you to tell others about this, too. No, well, now, now, wait a minute. Mm-hmm. I mean, because that takes a, a full surrenderance of saying, you know, I'm going to get slapped around about about this. There's no doubt about it. Oh, I said and, yes and then thought, oh, my Lord, what yeah, in the world have I right. done? You know, especially <laughs> what I sign when, up for. <laughs> especially when you're talking about uh, the digital world, which I'm – I think here in 2022, actually getting ready to turn into 2023, this is my estimate, guesstimate, Mm -hmm. that there are probably somewhere around seven out of 10 parents who have no idea of what their young teens, their children, young teens and teens have access to. Well, I'll give you some actual numbers. Russ, what would you say the global average of a video gamer is? Like the age? Yep. What would mm-hmm. you say? What do you think the global average, if you took all our country and the rest of the countries of the world? Maybe 10? All right, Russ, Maybe. what do you say? I'm going to say mid-20s. That's 35. Okay. Oh. So that generation, the millennials, were mm-hmm. the first to grow up totally saturated. And so they brought that into their marriages. They've raised their children this way. They've raised their children on devices. So mothers are more addicted than their daughters on social media. So mm. it, what you said used to be true. Mm-hmm. And when I wrote The Dark Side of Technology, it, what you're saying was definitely true. But now the generation that was raised on it are now in charge, I essentially. See. Yeah. So it has flipped. Mm-hmm. So now it's an adult problem. So <laughs> I'm thinking of a dad that came to me much larger than me because I'm a little fella. <laughs> and he, he said, I'm here for my son. I'm really concerned about his gaming. And I'm like, I'm concerned about you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, where's the exit? This dude yeah. is big. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, But, you know, I have to deal with the parents because they're the drug pushers. They're the ones who are buying the, when I say drugs, this book, Digital yeah, Cocaine, has right. gone all over the planet. Mm-hmm. And, and I've gone along with it. Um, and, and where that comes from are the brain scans. If you just let me just say that real quick, the the cover, if you've never seen it, is of a 13 year old snorting a white substance off of his iPhone through a straw. Mm-hmm. And when you look carefully, those are zeros and ones. That comes from brain scans. So I'm I'm in collaboration with the Bureau of Market Research and the Consumer Neuroscience Division at the University of South Africa. I'm in Australia. I'm credentialed ministerially in Australia, and mm-hmm. I work with law enforcement there. So we do research in these places, and from that, write these books and so forth. But when you compare the brain scans of a of an actual cocaine addict and a digital addict, you can't tell the difference. How about that? You know, there's a, we uh, have all read statistics, and Barna did a stati- uh, a report on uh, digital media, iPhones, the whole thing, mm-hmm. tablets, screen time, mm-hmm. and uh, how involved we were as families, and uh, said that there were. He said that there are reports that close to 75%, three out of four people, if they forget their iPhone at home, even if they're 50 miles away, Mm -hmm. will turn around and go back and get it. Yes, and MindSign did a a company, a neuromarketing firm, Mm -hmm. did research. And neurobiologically, they found that people are attached to their iPhone chemically um, the mm. equivalent as they would be their child, their pet, or their spouse. Right. So they have that that emotional connection to it, which is chemical as well, and uh, a bonding. Mm-hmm. Yep. Well, folks, if you just tuned in, we're talking to author 
evangelist and speaker, uh, world traveler, actually, Brad Huddleston. And he has a brand new book called Digital Rehab, Learning to Live Again in the Real World. Uh, give us the sequence of the books and uh, that you, you first talked about the digital cocaine. Mm-hmm. Um, Give us the sequence. Is this the fifth book? That you- no, in this series, I've written quite a bit, but mm-hmm. in this series, it's the third one. Okay. So uh, before that, I co-authored a book with Josh Sunquist. Somebody, some folks may remember who Josh mm-hmm. is. Um, we co-authored a book, a devotional. But in this one, um, I started with the dark side of technology, okay. and then it went to digital cocaine, and now digital rehab. So digital rehab, they're all almost doubled in thickness because. Uh-huh exponentially the problems are getting worse. So what digital rehab is about, well, digital cocaine was in, was exposing the problem essentially and had a lot of helps. So this book is a clinical look at what it's going to take to rehab. So yes. there are 400 digital detox rehabilitation centers, for example, just in South Korea I alone. Had no, no idea. Yeah, I've, wow. I keynoted at Global Youth Forum there. So mm-hmm. they essentially take what we develop in Silicon Valley and put it on you know digital steroids. Mm-hmm. And they have the best gamers in the world. Well, now they have, when I wrote digital cocaine, they had 200 centers. And then I just read not long ago from Dr. Nicholas Cardaris, who runs mm-hmm. a detox center said they now have 400. So, um, they, so a lot of the research in the book comes from clinics where they do detox mm-hmm. and they're just, you have to detox just as you would a heroin or a Coke addict. So the yeah. withdrawals are horrible. And this is just from looking at a screen with the eyes that make contact. So we also have problems, Russ, because the some of the misconceptions are that if my child is using it for educational purposes, their brain will get a pass. Mm. And it's not true. It has nothing to do with content. You can get addicted with Christian podcasts. Yes. And you're going to end up with coke addiction, the equivalent mm. of coke mm-hmm. addiction in the part mm-hmm. of the brain called the nucleus accumbens or the pleasure center of the brain. So in that sequence, where we are now is rehabilitation. The message that I have is finally being received, and uh, there's a hunger now. I mean, I have shipped, I don't know, a couple of – it's only been out a month, and I took Mm -hmm. off to Africa right away. I just got back not long ago. Yeah. And um, I did a month-long tour because these things are a lot more received, well-received overseas than they are in America. Um, We're still pretty much here thinking we're number one at everything. We don't have a problem. Here you just pretty much hide it. Mm -hmm. The humility in the other places is we need help. Let's fix it. And so the churches are huge. The Spirit of God is moving, and it's very hard to come home sometimes. Now, I love my country. Don't Mm -hmm. get me wrong. Mm -hmm. I bleed red, white, and blue. So mm-hmm. I didn't mean that in any negative way. Right. I'm just saying that's the reality. Spiritually, we're in very bad shape. Only 37% of our pastors, this came out in May from Arizona Christian University, only 37% of our American pastors have a biblical worldview now. That's correct. Yeah. And okay. yeah. We read that in Barnum. So, that. And mm-hmm. then the millennials and the Gen Zs both only have 4%. The Gen X has 7 and the boomers have 10 So we're in, we're in bad shape. So a message like mine is not very well received, yeah. except in certain circles. And they are. It is received. I just was in Calvary Chapel, Morgantown for three services. Mm-hmm. And get this, they gave me an hour uh, for the first two services and almost unlimited on the third. And, you know, most <laughs> of the time here because of seeker friendly and all that and yeah. Joel Osteen and all that, you only get 20 minutes cause you gotta, <laughs> you know, keep everybody from getting bored. So That's there right. are places that still love God and his word. Oh yes. I have a quick question here, Brad. Um, because this is something that I, you know, um, my wife and I talk about this stuff around the kitchen while we're drying dishes and stuff. Um, but basically, what would you think could happen? Because I've been thinking, wouldn't this be 
great question, you know, Mm -hmm. question mark. Uh, If suddenly we just did not have internet, just completely, the devices didn't Mm -hmm. work, the computer, just, just for like a period of time. We have, we have precedence for that. Yeah, I mean, if that happened, what do you with in terms of the um, you're talking about like the physiological aspects of this as mm-hmm. well, uh, all the dependency on it? What do you think would happen if let's just say let's make it let's make it easy? What if we just didn't have the internet, our devices, oh, our blessed devices? You mean if, like the ice storm tonight and it <laughs> knocks out the electricity? Right? Well, yeah, but let's make it a month. Make it a month mm-hmm. of no of no devices, no internet. Uh, of course there'd be radio, <laughs> but, uh, but anyway, um, <laughs> but the thing is, you know, what do you think would happen? What would be the, um, reaction? Well, the number one symptom of digital addiction, when you take it away, the withdrawal symptom is anger. Hmm. So with an alcoholic, it would be cirrhosis of the liver or liver problems. Then it would ultimately go to cirrhosis. And then with a smoker, when they quit, they have, or when they, while they're smoking, they have lung problems and then it goes into emphysema. Hmm. The withdrawal symptoms um, with any addiction is usually anger, so when you cut it off. So there was a cyclone or hurricane, they call them in the southern hemisphere, that went through a particular area where I go in in, in Australia and uh, knocked out everything, the cell towers and everything. And so they were bringing an emergency generator to cell tower, and I work with police there, and they were telling me that as the delays happened with the helicopter flying in the – yeah, they were freaking out and getting very belligerent, very angry, and it was sort of a hurry up, let's get this thing in. And then in New York, uh, the power's gone out, you know, it's up there, and, and, and the grid, part of the grid went down, and they had severe problems. So mm-hmm. to be perfectly honest with you, there would be different levels. For those who are extremely addicted, there would be suicides. Mm. And then there would be rioting because of the anger. Sure. So mainly you'd have rioting. You'd have people just busting things. The anger, they wouldn't kill themselves. But there would be a certain number of people that would kill themselves. And then there would be a large, probably the largest group of people, after about three weeks, would actually come to their senses. Their their brains would return to homeostasis. They would discover people, uh, reading. They would discover alternative things that they've never discovered before, which I think – the best thing that could happen that God could do for us would be to kill the electricity just to save us from ourselves. Mm. Now, I don't yes, want people see, to kill themselves. That's not what I'm saying. You see, that's that's one of the things I've been uh, been wondering about because a lot of the things that are happening in our culture right now mm. are a lot of things of like the amount of falsehood, the amount of manipulation. You know, we're hearing oh, yeah. so much about that with right Twitter now. Twitter and everything else. With yeah. Twitter, exactly. It's a perfect time for all these kinds of conversations because there's a period of time where we'd say, well, you know, the internet and these devices are really just a faucet. You know, you know, it's not that the water is coming out of it that's evil. It's just a, it's a thing. Yes, it is. But see, the thing is, that's what I was going to say. Yeah, you have to. It's been pulled away. Now we know even the Google search engine (laughs) is manipulating you towards a certain point of view. Yes. And, and all this stuff, it's all been pulled out, Brad. It's Mm. completely exposed as being, no, it's not unbiased. It's not just a water spigot. That's right. It, it has a purpose, an agenda, and so then I start mm-hmm. thinking, well, how do you get out of this? Because we're all ta- we're tangled up in it, whether we think, even if we think we aren't, mm-hmm. the rest of society is, and we're influenced by it. So we are tangled up, and that's why I've thought before: what if that's just shut off, just cold turkey, just shut off? It would take a while, but it feels like we would be better off mm-hmm. to just de- – like you said, detox. So I'm, just, I'm excited that you're here talking about well, this. Thank you. Personally. Well, I will tell you that 
if when Jesus said, this is what I've watched, Russ, over the years with, um, all the way going back to, to digital, uh, the first one I write. Mm-hmm. I'm getting old like you. <laughs> this kid. Not as old as me. <laughs> I'm catching up. Now, uh, back when I wrote The Dark Side of Technology, um, and which was prior to 15 years ago because I mm-hmm. started all the research. Mm-hmm. I have watched, you know, that passage of Scripture that said, Jesus said there's a wide road that goes through a gate that leads to everlasting destruction. There's yes. a narrow one mm-hmm. that leads to everlasting life. But only a few find this one and the majority of people get on that one. Right. That's exactly what technology has done. The, the culture runs the church. The culture runs the government. The culture runs the tech companies. It's all – so when President Trump, love him or hate him, tried to get rid of TikTok, which they're still trying to and they need to for yeah. a bunch of security reasons yes. and LGBTQ reasons, mm-hmm. you, we've learned if you touch entertainment, they will crucify you. Mm. And that's why I'm not liked. Yeah. So – they think I hate technology and I have to tell them I have a computer science degree and I have not renounced it. What I hate is sin, Mm -hmm. but that doesn't go over well anymore. But anyway, (laughs) um, so, so what has happened is the vast majority of people have gotten on the wide road. It's been a big, huge test. So to answer your question, when people say, what are we supposed to do? Go live like the Amish? Well, I have news for you. I've been in the old order community at Dayton mm-hmm. twice because in those horse and buggies, there's phones now. So <laughs> yes. I tell them yeah. you're going to have to pick on some lost Amazonian tribe now yeah. because that's what you're going to have to go back to. So basically, when the Lord said in Corinthians to come out from among them and be separate, says the Lord, touch no one clean thing and then mm-hmm. I'll receive you. He actually meant it. Yes. So holiness is, is, is the key and it's not going to be very many people apparently that'll get on that narrow road that goes to heaven so we should not be surprised that there's such pushback when you talk about these things so we have a decision to make is jesus going to be lord or is the culture coming through our devices so the advice that i have there are four things that i rail against in this new book when you say it's all about balance it's about limiting technology is neutral and it's a tool that's how you use it you have to repent of saying those stupid things because we've been saying that for 30 years and the problem has gotten exponentially worse. Mm-hmm. What you have to substitute for all four of those phrases is this is a drug. Yes. Mm-hmm. That's what it is. And I, you a know, dangerous. Drug. Well, and when I, because I have access to the, you know, the neuroscience division, I showed the brain scans. You can't argue anymore. It's definitely true. So you have a decision, and my job is to cause people to come to a decision, first of all, about their relationship with Christ. You need to choose you this day who you're going to serve. Then if you're going to serve Jesus, are you going to let him be Lord of everything? And that means your phone, that means your games, that means everything else. And anything that stands in the way of a deep, intimate, abiding relationship with Jesus is idolatry, Mm -hmm. full stop. Now, that here's the balance, if I may put that in quotes. Nobody's ever come to me and said, Brent, I'm so addicted to my online banking. Please pray for yeah. me. <laughs> I'm not saying get rid of the things that are actually helpful, but mm-hmm. not addictive. Nobody mm-hmm. gets it. Nobody said, Brad, I'm so addicted to Word. I can't stop typing. Please pray for me. <laughs> but they do come to me constantly with porn addiction, video game addiction, social media addiction. So clearly, when it com- when you separate yourself, I'm not talking about those things that are actually practical that nobody ever gets addicted to. I'm mm-hmm. talking about the entertainment side of it. That's right. Um, you're listening to Brad Huddleston, who is the author of a brand new book called Digital Rehab, Learning to Live in the Real Word Again. And um, I, I love this uh, diagram, photograph, drawing 
on your book. It shows a real live tree with clouds and sun over it. And then the other side is it a di- is a digital roadmap, uh, like a circuit. Mm-hmm. And, uh, well, if you have a question this morning for Brad, here's the easiest way to get it in. Text us at 540-416-9010. 540-416-9010. And I've been throwing up tons of links here to um, his uh, various books. Brad, your books here, um, your website, trying to get people uh Thank you very much. Go out there into uh, we we do true social here. Uh, currently, we've gone in and out of different things. We've been kicked out of various things. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's a badge of honor, as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> so, so, uh, so we like to try to get the the word out where we uh, are able to do that. So, thank uh, you very much. Guys. So, go to New Life in the Morning WNLR there on True Social. Well, I have one more question for you, Brad, and it is this. Is this digital cocaine, this drug-type addiction to, to media and the digital world, and that would include television, phones, laptops, and computers, right on down the line, gaming, is this just man's doing, or is there a spirit behind this? It's a spirit. The mm-hmm. Apostle Paul called it the spirit of the age. Mm-hmm which we call that worldliness is translated worldliness culture. And it is a spirit and there's no question. It's demonic. It's gripped the entire planet. Listen, I go to places around the world, you know, that have, they don't have food hardly, but they all have nice phones. Mm. So there's been a gripping, you know, in the outback of Australia where I go, the government spent large amounts of money to make sure they have broadband service in the middle of nowhere. You can't go anywhere now. I mean, in Namibia, um, in West Africa, you know, there are places where you would think, how in the world do these people live? But they all have satellite dishes. They all have phones. So there's definitely, it's too, it's too coordinated. It's just too mm-hmm. big. It's mm-hmm. just too much. And the, the, we're all connected to the same sewer. So I might not speak their language and have a translator in many places I go around the world. But if I say TikTok, you'll yeah. trigger them and they go berserk. Mm-hmm. And I don't even know their language. And, and that's a spirit behind that. Yes. And I have a one, I'll leave you with this. I have one video clip that I play from Los, near Los Angeles where I go. It's a great church, great school. Um, so what I'm about to say is not a reflection of the school. It's a reflection of bad parenting. I'm on the stage and I'm talking about the Lord and it's flatlined, no pulse. Mm-hmm. The minute I put up on the stage, certain social media or up on the screen, rather certain social media influencers, certain websites, certain apps, they go crazy. With dopamine and, you know, so that's definitely a ploy from the enemy. He has their hearts. He has Mm -hmm. their intimacies. He has their affections. And Jesus has reserved that for him and him alone. That's right. And that's the problem. Well, uh, ironically, Lyndon, again, our scripture for today, not planned. In other words, providentially. Yeah. This, (laughs) This happens to us every day. We see... Holy coincidences, over and over and over, a phone call here, an email, a scripture. Today's scripture just happens to be Habakkuk 2, verses 18 through 20. Of what value is an idol made by a craftsman or an image that teaches lies? For the one who makes it trust in his own creation, he makes idols that cannot speak. Woe to him who says to wood, Come to life, or to a lifeless stone. Wake up! 
Can it give guidance? It is covered with gold and silver and has value in the world, but there is no breath in it. The Lord alone is in his holy temple. Let all the earth be silent before him. Awesome. I I mean, when you think of it, what you're talking about. Go ahead, Lyndon. Oh, no, please finish your thought there. Well, it's just that there is something going on that we just think, well, this is just another invention. You know, like toy trains in the late 40s, early 50s. Every little boy wanted one. (laughs) But, you know, I don't know anybody who got addicted to them. And And that train wasn't the world in his pocket. No, it wasn't. And, uh, you know, after three or four months, it was pushed into the closet and sold at a yard sale 15 years later. But, you know, that's not the way it is with phones and tablets and all of the electronic things. You know, I have a scripture here, 2 Corinthians 10, verses 3 through 5. For though we walk in our flesh, we do not war after the flesh. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty through God, to the pulling down of strongholds, Amen. casting down imaginations, and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God, and bringing into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ. And you've talked about that this morning. When we move our allegiance away from digital stuff to the Lord Jesus Christ, actually make him Lord of Lords and King of Kings, he will begin to wean us in a spiritually healthy way away from our dependence on wrong things. And, you know, in a conversation like this on the radio is sometimes uh, the starting point of that happening. Um, Brad, I wanted to tell you something here. We have a, or rather, tell you one of our uh, listeners has text, uh, texted in at 540-416-9010 uh, saying, uh, Brad, you were doing a list of four things. You only got to one. Now, there were four. Uh, yeah, yeah. Sorry for the confusion. <laughs> I'm, I'm not as young as you think, Russ. Um, you sure look at that. Thank you. I love you. Have I, have I said that yet? Have I said that? I'm going to hug you again before I leave. That was so encouraging for me, seriously. Um, so the first thing that we have to eliminate is saying that it that uh, it's all about balance. Mm-hmm. That's oh, number yes. one. Number two, and they say, no, you should just limit it. Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. And thirdly, Technology is neutral. It is not neutral. It is well. It is until you turn it on. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then fourthly, it's a tool, and it's how you use it. What you're talking about, literally, is these devices are to the brain drugs. And when mm-hmm. I'm I'm being very literal, I'm yes. being neurobiological. Mm-hmm. We study this, as you know, and write books about it. Mm-hmm. And. When you look at those brain scans, you can clearly see digital addiction on the same level as heroin in some cases, coke in others, and then if it's pornography, it's a speedball. It's the mixture of the two. Those are the most damaging ones out there, that and marijuana. But so when I'm talking about that, you, it is not neutral. It is desi- There's a company called Dopamine Labs that mm-hmm. a lot of apps, companies who develop apps go to this company and, and, and look. CNN has done a whole expose on this. People wonder, ask me all the time, is the media, is Silicon Valley mad at you? No, they agree with me. Steve Jobs never allowed his own children to use the iPad. And that is documented from within Mm -hmm. his home. Mm -hmm. Why? Because he loved his children deeply. 
not your children, his children. Right. So, make money so he wanted you. Children. He wanted you to buy it for your children, but not his own. So anyway, so those four things: mm-hmm. limit, balance, neutral. It's a tool. Mm-hmm. It's you have to substitute that now and say the truth, which is the only thing that'll free you. This is a drug. And there are only a few things that are not addictive on the internet, your banking and your word processor. Mm-hmm. But for those who have to do CAD, this mm-hmm. is not a sin to use CAD, for an engineer to use CAD. I'm just telling you, it is it is neutral in the sense that it is going to bite you because mm-hmm. it's not going to look at you and go, well, you're a Christian, I'll leave you alone. Mm-hmm. And it, you're not. it's not because you're doing any, it's not porn. CAD is not porn. Mm-hmm. Um, because of the interactivity with a screen, neurobiologically, the dopamine levels are going to cause resistance at the same level as a coke addict, and you're going to end up addicted, and you're going to end up tired at the end of the day with cortisol levels through the roof. That is mm. just screen activity regardless of the content. doesn't matter if it's educational or biblical. So those are the physiological realities. I was saying this. I'm on the radio a lot in Africa and Australia, and this mm-hmm. this presenter they call them presenters now we call them djs but this presenter yeah. looked at me with because i'm talking to the whole nation right mm-hmm. and i'm like look i know it's shocking but it's not going to be the doctors and the neuroscientists who call in here complaining it's gonna mm-hmm. be the addicts yeah, yeah. yeah. Right. the the neuroscientists are cheering me on they've yeah. asked me to join them mm-hmm. you know and so at one school one university mm-hmm. so I don't want to exaggerate that, but it, it, it's still pretty significant that yes. I can bring research projects into a lab and have really smart people surround me and, and we look at all this stuff. So mm-hmm. um, we have a problem, and it's it, if I could bottom line it, guys, the this is the burden of my heart. I show a picture of about seven kids out for an evening together, and they're all standing there, but they're all on their phone. Now, there's no shock about that. We all see mm-hmm. that, right? <laughs> and this is what I say. They're, they're sold out. There's not a moment that goes by that they're not connected, that mm-hmm. they're not sold out to that device. There's mm-hmm. not a moment that their heart is not there 24-7. And if I'm hearing God and all of this writing and this research and getting all this kickback and pushback from all these people... The Lord is simply asking me to tell his people this in reference to that photograph that mm-hmm. I put on the screen. I wish my people would love me like that. Mm-hmm. I wish they would stare at me and my face and my word all the time. Mm-hmm. I wish there wasn't a moment that I was not on their mind and their heart. Mm-hmm. I wish they would take me with them everywhere they go. Mm-hmm. And I wish the moment I send a notification through the Holy Spirit, that they would grab my word and scroll and scroll and scroll until they figure out what it is I'm trying to tell them for Mm -hmm. the plans that I have for them are not to harm them, Mm -hmm. but to give them hope in the future. You scroll through that phone, it's not going to be long. You're going to be addicted to something. Yes. Yeah. And that is the bottom line. The intimacies that God has designed and created for him and him alone Mm-hmm. Over the, over two generations have been taken off of him and put onto devices. I'm, I haven't even gotten to the world yet. I'm talking about the church. Yes, mm-hmm. that's correct. And that's where God's heart is 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 aching for us to return. He's not mad. He wants to renew us. So I also show brain scans before and after of mm-hmm. people who have detoxed, which is the subject of this book. Mm-hmm. And you can clearly see the damage. And then they take six weeks because that is going to take four to six weeks minimum mm-hmm. with porn addicts. Eight months, and you can't look at screens at all during that time. I'm mm-hmm. probably going to 
negate all the sales of this book just by telling you that. But that is neurobiologically, this is where we are, okay? Mm-hmm. But for the, the few people who do it, you should see the before and after brain scans healing. Wow. On fMRIs, the color has returned. The dopaminergic barrier has fallen. They can enjoy their children instead of the, you know, uh, when they go out to dinner, they can enjoy their spouse. Mm -hmm. They can enjoy sports, not on a screen, but actually playing it. Mm -hmm. Because when you're addicted, everything beneath the threshold of digital in terms of dopaminergic dopamine production Mm -hmm. is boring. So that's why a parent will sit there with a little child, ignore the child, and play with the phone. Mm. Because if you present them with a child, the dopamine levels are going to be normal mm-hmm. for normal. But if you are addicted, if you have a dopaminergic barrier, mm-hmm. you will have anxiety if you don't maintain high levels of dopamine. So if you give them a child, you give them a screen, they're going to always take the screen. And then you have an orphan with a parent. Yes. And we see that everywhere we go. Yes, we now, do. Now, that is just, I write like this, by the way. So mm-hmm. don't buy the book if you're really tender. <laughs> because I, I'm... I, I realized when I wrote this, this may be my last global tour. I don't think so, but it very well could be because the urgency of the hour, the Lord is about to come. Yes. And we're seeing God. the whole world fall apart. And I know because I've been all over the world mm-hmm. and, I, and I'm, I'm scheduled in 2023 to go all these places. And I fully realize I may not make it back or I may not get to go. The, mm. it, the world is collapsing yes, in front of is. our eyes. And so the church needs to be revived and renewed. And I mm-hmm. think the number one, the number one hindrance to revival right now globally is an addiction to whatever's in our pocket. And that's a phone. I believe so it. I really love you guys. And thank you for giving me a voice. Uh, this um, is only step one. We'd like you to uh, be able to come back in intermingled with your schedule next year any availability you have to come back in. Thank you. And uh, give us uh, updates. Can I tell you what's, can I tell you what's happened? You guys know I've got a call to radio. Mm -hmm. Um, I can't get away from it. Not that I want to, I don't want to, because I'm on the radio and all these other places, but Mm -hmm. I got this, I was up at a pastor's conference, a Calvary Chapel pastor's conference in New York. And this, they have a station I've been on up there and they go, would you produce for us a 90 second daily Blur. Remember when yes. oh, yeah. Ken yeah. Ham used to do that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We, we still do we it. We still so I told him, I said, yeah. I will pray because you, you guys know how much work this stuff takes. You got to script it, you got to produce it. And I have a studio, but then I travel. And so it would not let, I'm, not that I wanted it to, it just would not let me go. So what you're asking me is a confirmation because I've, I've committed to this. Mm-hmm. And so once I committed, now the there's other stations that mm-hmm, want this thing mm-hmm, of course so yeah. now i've got to go hideaway and write all these scripts because it's just, it's a lot of work as you guys know but i'm happy to do it if anybody will listen so yes. i love you i love you i love both of you so so that's what's happening well, we want it we well, want it on our you know, guys i will serve you in any way and russ thank you for that brother i'll i'll even call in if you want me to you know well. yes i mean mm-hmm. um whatever i can do to serve i live here in augusta county this mm-hmm. is home these are my people yeah, <laughs> and and anything but you're I can on the do, road a lot. I am, but I'll but listen. My anchor is Augusta County. Mm-hmm. Our biggest support is right here. My, our friends are here, mm-hmm. you know, and and the people that look after us the most are right here at home. So anything I can do to say howdy from anywhere <laughs> to to keep me in front of people to yes. pray for us, I would be honored. So thank you. Yes, I will come in here when I'm home, and I will call in when I'm not. Oh, praise God! Thank, thank you. you man. Yes. No, I appreciate it. Well, uh, we're we're late. On the invite, I think so often, um, and but this was a, a time set up by the Lord. It just, 
I mean, whatever it was, you know, when I got that email, um, you know, we get emails, as you well know, having been in radio, you get emails from a lot of people who would like to come and speak. Right. You didn't ask to come and speak. You just want me to know, us to know, that you have another book out in your series. And, um, I mean, I just felt the Holy Spirit saying, it's time to, to address this with the New Life Ministry audience. Mm-hmm. It's time to talk about this. There is healing there is Amen. deliverance yes. available. Yes. It's not just the identifying of a problem. There's the solution to the problem, and it's Jesus Christ and his word. Amen. If we are not being transformed by the renewing of our mind daily through the scripture, even the strongest Christian and the strongest Christian family can fall to these things. Mm-hmm. We need the Lord. Mm-hmm. We need to have him in it, like you said, in our minds and hearts all day long. We need to follow him. We need to hold close to him. And um, you remind us of that, Brad, and you give us practical ways. And we'll get into some practical ways the next time you're with us on right out of the book. How to get, because that's one of my questions. What are some practical steps to combat this digital world? Mm -hmm. So there's so much to talk about, and we'd like to invite you back. Thank you. I just want to say something very quickly. The least, the the worst problem that we have is pornography, but it's the least spoken. It's the thing that the pastors won't let me address. Mm. 54% of them are addicted. I have a sneaking suspicion, that's why. Mm -hmm. I just want to say to somebody listening to us now, um, I'm not judging you. I want you to throw a lifeline. You email uh, the station here, email mm-hmm. me, they'll pass it on to me. Mm-hmm. Uh, Brad at bradhuddleston.com. I just want to tell you, I want to send you something. I'm not going to judge you. Um, people are crying out for help. I get, I'm get. i starting to get so many speaking engagements on that issue alone now, mm-hmm. mostly overseas because mm-hmm. we don't want to talk about it here, but some here. But if you are addicted to pornography and you have that shame and that guilt and you started going down to a dark, dark place emotionally, contact me. I want to send you something. I want to say this too. I love you. God loves you. Yes. We care about you and we're not going to be ashamed of you. In fact, if you come clean, well, just hug you because yes. that's what God does when that's we come right. clean. Mm-hmm. So for those, somebody's, somebody is listening, maybe several, yeah. and you're addicted to porn, here's your lifeline. We care about you. Yes. Yeah. Thank you for that. Brad, before we wrap it up here, Lyndon, would you pray for Brad and oh, his sure. ministry and his upcoming year of travel? Uh, yeah. 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 Thank you. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you so much that uh, Brad could be in here and uh, speak with us today. Lord, we pray that you would bless uh, the, the discussion that has gone out. We pray, Lord, that you would use it for your glory, uh, unseating idols in our hearts, Lord, we pray, because that is continually uh, what we're um, uh, called to do. Looking to you and clinging to you means we have to let go of these idols. And Lord, thank you that Brad's been here. Lord, please protect him as he goes about. Uh, please give him boldness and not fear. And Lord, we pray that you would um, bless his ministry as he goes out. Uh, Lord, 
We pray that many would not only be freed from this slavery to the digital Mm. cocaine and, and all this, not only have as he says, the rehab here of this, but Lord, that they would become believers, that they would trust in you as Lord and Savior alone. Lord, thank you for Brad. Please uh, protect him again, as we have already said. And Lord, thank you that he could be here with us. Uh, In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thank you, Landon. Yes, man. Thank you, Brad Huddleston. And uh, if you have a question for Brad um, or any kind of uh, comment you'd like to pray for him, You can contact us here at the station, and we can forward that on to him through his email. That a testimony line and the contact line here, a text line, is 540-416-9010. Well, have a blessed day in the Lord in the middle here of December. Well, it's December 14th. We have some sports headlines and a time train on the way. Thanks for joining us on New Life in the Morning. I'm Russ Weitzel. And I'm Linda. The show's not over, but we'll be back. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>